Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. On this show, we'll talk to Francois Guillaume Jr., Haiti earthquake survivor, and he's in support of Royal Caribbean's decision to continue service to Labadee, Haiti. Mark Orwall will join us, international editor for Travel and Leisure Magazine, talking about some of the world's worst travel scams. And Carrie from CruiseBuzz.net will highlight five great reasons to cruise. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. He's a contributor for ABC's Good Morning America, CNN, and CBS News. You can call him at 800-700-3881 or go to CruiseGuy.com. He's got info on Alaskan cruises. Stuart, welcome, and uh, tell us when's the best time to go to Alaska. Well, let's just say the only time you can go to Alaska is between May and uh, the first couple of weeks of September, and then the show is over. But I'd like to go the end of May, early part of June, because it's right before the families can get out, and that's when the airfare and the upgrades on the cruises are the best, as well as the uh, airfares being the cheapest amount. How would I choose an itinerary for Alaska? This is such an important tip, you guys. If you're just doing the cruise... There is absolutely no reasonable reason to do uh, a round-trip Vancouver or a one-way between Vancouver and, let's say, the Anchorage area or Anchorage back to Vancouver. You want to do a seven-night cruise round-trip out of Seattle. And why is that? Well, flying in and out of Seattle is a lot less expensive. It could actually save you 30 to 40% on your airfare than had you uh, booked a ticket into Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver and, and Anchorage on an open jaw can be very expensive. And guess what? Vancouver is in Canada, which means you have to deal with international customs. Hmm. And it's not so much the, the bad part about going to Vancouver, it's coming back could be the problem. Right. But uh, Seattle is, of course, uh, a U.S. Uh, city. And you know what? It's, it, it is part of this closed port clause, which means that you can go on this cruise and you don't need a passport on a cruise departing round trip out of Seattle, which makes it a lot less uh, expensive, time-consuming, and the airfare in Seattle is a lot less expensive. And the distance between Seattle and Vancouver is only, like, what, about 100 miles or a little more? It takes about four and a half hours, three and a half to four uh, four and a half hours to get from Seattle uh, to Vancouver. Actually, uh, Princess Cruises is actually including the airfare back to Seattle and a bus trip up to Vancouver, and it is a great place, but again, there's just no advantage. So if you're just wanting to do the cruise, seven days out of Seattle, if you're going to do a land tour, which means that either before or after the cruise, you want to do the train, uh, you know, go up to, uh, let's say, Talkeetna, Denali, Fairbanks, then you have to do the one way. You can't do it round trip out of Seattle. And Stuart, what do you want to look for when you're choosing your ship to Alaska? There are a lot of ships up there, and uh, a lot of it has to do with personal preference. Uh, you know, looking, let's say, round trip out of Seattle, for example, if you're just looking to do the, the seven night inside passage cruise, um, you know, Royal Caribbean's up there with Rhapsody of the Seas, uh, Princess is up there with uh, the Golden, and they're bringing their beautiful Sapphire Princess in there. Carnival, for the first time, is going to be doing a round trip uh, at a, uh, on Carnival Spirit. Celebrities in there with their Infinity. Holland America is there with a couple of their ships. You know, Rotterdam, Amsterdam, Osterdam. NCL is there with uh, Norwegian Pearl. So um, it just really kind of comes down to best preference. You know, who's going to give you the best cabin for the least amount of money? What's available? Uh, right now, pricing starting from about $649 per person. 
and uh, and goes up and uh, like I said it, it's, it's just like choosing a cruise in the Caribbean as far as choosing a ship it's personal preference it's what, what you like switching gears Stuart Doug got an email from a listener he'd like for you to answer and as always you can email Doug at cruiseradio.net how does it read? My husband and I want to take a cruise with our three-year-old son. We are first-time cruisers and have never cruised before, obviously. Uh, what cruise line do you recommend? Well, depending on the itinerary, I would definitely say the most family-friendly cruise lines, not in any particular order, Royal Caribbean, Disney, Princess, Carnival, NCL. You're not going to go wrong with any of those lines. Um, again, depending on what kind of itinerary you're looking for, um, you're going to have a wonderful experience as well as your three-year-old either together or apart because they've really got phenomenal facilities that uh, can really cater to you know, any age group between it's t- typically on these ships the age groups go from 3 to 17 and uh, it's just uh, a wonderful way to go. Right on man, thank you. Stuart Sheeran is the Cruise Guy you can call him at 800-700-3881 or go to cruiseguy.com he will be back at the end of the show for Hot Deals It doesn't matter where you are, you can get scammed anywhere. Mark Orwall, international editor of Travel and Leisure Magazine, has some of the world's worst travel scams. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Mark. Hey, so glad to be with you today, Matt. Tell us exactly what your title is. I know you got a lot of big, important duties. Even more important than my title is the magazine. I work for Travel and Leisure Magazine, the world's leading travel magazine, we like to say. I am the international editor. I write a column for the magazine. It's called Smart Traveler. I've been with the magazine now for 23 years. I love my job. Mark, what are some of the scams we need to look for when traveling? Some of them are so brazen, so simple in their evil, <laughs> really. Uh, but they, they come up with new variations. One of the most uh, obnoxious ones, and, and you know, maybe, maybe your listeners have heard of this one before, I call it the newspaper attack. It's been prominent in, in Rome primarily. Yeah. Basically what it is, is you're walking down a street in Rome, and all of a sudden you are surrounded by a group of maybe eight or ten, usually gypsy children. They're holding car pieces of cardboard. They're holding newspapers, and they sort of put them around your face, around your waist, just to distract you. And while they're doing this, and they're cute little kids, they're smiling, they're laughing. While they're doing this, they're dipping their hands into your pocket, into your purse, into your, this, into your coat, grabbing the credit cards, passports, huh. cash, anything they can get. It's that brazen. It, it's unbelievable. And if you're unaware of it, you could, uh, you, you could fall victim to this so easily. And the common theme would be, you know, you keep your purse strapped around your shoulder and close to your body and zipped up and all those common sense things. Oh, you know, I just got back from a trip to Russia. Actually, I was in uh, Dubai and Germany and Russia. I took a train trip from Moscow to St. Petersburg, and I said to myself, I'm not messing around in this. I went out and I got a something I haven't had in a long time uh, is a money belt, the kind that you wear around your neck, tucks underneath your shirt, and that's where I kept <laughs> my passport, my credit cards, my cash. And I felt so secure. I'm really glad I did. I didn't have any problems, fortunately. But if I had, nobody would have been able to get to any of that stuff. You want to keep all of your valuables close to you, know where they are at all times. It seems easier for men. Women have to have their purse. But I got to tell you, the older I get, I'm collecting more stuff with the iPhone, the the, the money clip, the the notepad and paper, whatever. Blah. I need a purse. I need a man purse. I need a purse. <laughs> 
probably I, not a bad idea. Actually, I that, own what I call a Merce. Um, it's, it is a shoulder strap. It's like a messenger bag, only it's smaller and goes around your shoulder thing. But very, I highly recommend it. And, it's, and it still retains your masculinity. And I'm sure you look smashing in it. Oh, yeah. Very hip, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some of these here. I'm seeing uh, the, the hot dog trick. Well, this is one of the oldest tricks. Uh, it, it's a variation of one that has been going on for, for centuries, really. In this case, imagine that you're at an airport, and you've got your luggage with you. got your, your carry-on. you got your, your, if you're a, your purse, or if you're a woman, you got your purse. But anyway, you have all your belongings with you. You're standing there looking at your watch, waiting to go off to your gate. All of a sudden, somebody walks past you and squirt. Oh, my gosh, there's mustard all over your shirt, all over your blouse or your coat. The person is very apologetic. They're wiping it off. They're saying, so sorry, so sorry. They're pulling out napkins. It turns out they're just wiping it in worse and worse. You're sort of like, that's okay, man. Just stand back a little bit. I Don't worry. It's okay. I can handle this. While all of this is going on, unbeknownst to you, this person's accomplice is actually walking off with your carry-on bags because, in fact, that was not a hot dog. That was a tube of mustard hidden in a hot dog bun. They saw you as a potential victim, walked by and squirted it on you on purpose to cause this diversion to allow the other bad guy to walk off with it's your like, It's like a, a plastic hot dog filled with mustard. Or Exactly Look at it disguised. It, it, it's just that there's nothing but uh, traditional magic tricks. The art of distraction. You know what? The art of distraction. You've you've nailed it. You've nailed it so well. In fact, I want to mention another one because the distraction angle, Matt, that you just mentioned, is so important for travelers to be aware of. Um, uh, there's another guy I know, uh, Rick Steves, a uh, great guy. He hosts the TV show PBS Travels Through Europe, one of the great travel experts. He, he told me about this one. He calls it the tumbling woman. Uh, it, he's noticed this in London, but it could happen anywhere. Let's say that you're at the bottom of these huge, long escalators in the London underground, like six, six stories you know, down below ground, very, very steep elevators. You get down to the bottom. You're on the platform. All of a sudden, it looks like there's a woman who is falling down the escalator. And, oh, my gosh, there's a woman falling. Uh. You're looking. You're watching. <laughs> oh, no, this is so awful. <laughs> well, you know what? It's crowded. Your, your attention is completely diverted for your belongings. That is the perfect time for your pocket to be picked. And it happens every day. It may not be in London. It could be in New York, for that matter. It could be in Berlin. It could be wow. uh, at an airport. But the thing is, as you pointed out rightly, Matt, you were div your attention was distracted, and a bad guy got into your pocket while you weren't paying attention. We've only scratched the surface here. You're going to join us again next week. For more, you can go to TravelAndLeisure.com. He is Mark Orwall, the international editor, and you can find his article, Smart Traveler. Always excellent information. Mark, it's a real pleasure talking to you. Matt, it has been my pleasure to be with you and all your listeners today. Thanks a lot. You love Cruise Radio, so why not have the show updates? It's easy. All we need is your name and your email address, and we promise no spam. Go to cruiseradio.net and look for sign up for updates on the right side of the homepage. Cruise Radio will return after these brief words. Have you been dreaming lately about a tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cosmos? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream big. 
Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1. Or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. Yeah, Cruise One. And now back to Cruise Radio with your hosts, Matt Bashford and Doug Parker. Carrie Bajak from CruiseBuzz.net is a travel agent and blogger. Recently, she wrote a piece on the top five reasons to take a cruise. Carrie, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you. The first one seems pretty self-explanatory. Relaxation. Obviously, I love cruising and everything about cruising, and everybody always needs to know the best reasons why to take a cruise, especially people that have never been on a cruise. So for me, the number one reason would be relaxation, meaning different things, different people. But on cruise ships, there are quiet little nooks and crannies to steal away to and read a book. There's fantastic spas to relax in. And then, of course, some people's idea of relaxation is maybe the roulette table or fantastic eating experience. So Hmm. there's something for everybody, really. So it just depends on what version of relaxation the person is interested in. The number two reason, Carrie, you have get more bang for your buck. If we look at Europe as a destination to go, if you're going to try to put together all of the pieces of a European vacation, when you add up all of the prices of the food, the lodging, the transportation, it starts to get a little bit high, especially with the strong euro. The cruise proposition, however, is uh, is great because one price you pay in American dollars, your transportation's paid for, your meals, most of your meals, all your meals really on the ship are included, and um, your lodging's included, your housekeeper, all of the essentials for a vacation are included in one price. So that is getting more bang for your buck. When I hear the third one here, enrichment, I'm thinking of uh, lectures being offered, but there's more to it than that. Well, on cruise ships now, the trend is towards giving people something to do. So uh, there are people that are interested in doing nothing, and they are certainly accommodated, but then there's a lot of people that want to learn something. They want to do something. Culinary cruises are really big, wine-themed cruises, anything with a theme um, an affinity group that has something in common. Think the Elvis cruise. There's the jazz cruise. There's lots of different little niches where people can go and learn something. If you want to learn about Egypt, you can take a river cruise. There's You can go to Asia. You can tromp all through Europe. So you can learn anything that you want on these cruises. Enjoy the fine dining every day. Tell us about it. Well, the cruise lines, I'll say... They're not your grandparents' cruise lines anymore. Uh-huh. So most of the cruise lines have created a reputation for offering the finest dining available. And now with the newer cruise ships, there's these fantastic specialty restaurants. And really, there's something for everybody. So you can eat in the main dining room or you can pay an upcharge and you can have the most fabulous dinner. For instance, on Crystal Cruises or Winemaker's Dinner, it's phenomenal. Crystal and Celebrity Cruises has a Winemaker's Dinner as well and they do wine pairings. I was on Princess Cruises recently and I got to enjoy the chef's table. That was a unique experience. We started off in the galley with the 
Mater G and the sommelier, and they um, gave us champagne and showed us the operation of the galley. Then we went and had a five-course dinner, and it was just really fun. And reason number five to take a cruise, get on the water and get some space. Well, you know, the world is shrinking around us, and when you take to the water, you'll have an uninterrupted view of just nothing but water. That sounds kind of relaxing to me. Carrie Bajak, we can find you at cruisebuzz.net. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Francois Guillaume Jr. is the executive director of the Haitian American Chamber of Commerce of Florida, based in Miami. He was also in Haiti at the time of that catastrophic earthquake and barely escaped death. Francois, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you, and thank you for having me. It's an incredible story. Please tell us, uh, if you would, about that day. That morning, the morning of the 12th, I had just arrived in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, with a group of investors, an investment bank and a person representing an engineering firm called PBS&J. They were staying at the Montana, although I wasn't. Right. They went ahead first, and I met with them with my partner around 4 o'clock in the afternoon at uh, Hotel Montana, at which point we uh, proceeded on having lunch and talking about the seminar, that we're, uh, the summit that we're going to have the following day. And um, at 4.30, a couple of us went back to the airport to pick up another gentleman that was arriving at that time. I stayed behind with this gentleman by the name of Leroy Strickland who represents PBS and J because there were just not enough space in their car to all go to um, the airport. Francois, if I can just clarify here real quick, you and your group are at the Hotel Montana in Haiti and some of your group went to the airport to pick up another member while you and Leroy stayed behind. What happened then? As I was um, talking to Lee, I I have been suffering from a little bit of a headache all day. Right. And I uh, asked the Hotel Montana crew for some headache pill or headache medicine, and it didn't seem to have any. I'm not sure if they have any or it's their policy not to give any medicine. Like a liability factor, perhaps, right. or something. Uh, and go ahead. I leave. I tell Leroy, um, I'll be right back. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, Leroy has never been in Haiti. I didn't want to venture with him in the situation of Port-au-Prince. So I'm thinking I'll leave him in the safest place that I know, which is the Hotel Montana. Right. So I told him that I'll be right back. I'm going to get some headache medicine, and um, I'll be back. That was 4.40 when I left. And as you know, um, the, the whole episode and the hotel collapse were on 4.53. 13 minutes later, while you're out getting aspirin or whatever that's that's unbelievable of course you got back and Leroy didn't survive is that correct well he's still unaccounted for we under the assumption that he did not survive the following day my partner and I we dropped off the other group at the US Embassy and we chose to stay behind to try to look for Lee and um, we stayed behind for five more days going to the Montana and the U.S. Embassy and walking to the hospitals to see if we may have um, found Lee, but we never found him. Then again, we're still getting reports like the young girl found alive earlier this week. Uh, we keep hearing those unbelievable stories with those people um, as resilient as their body can be. They, they, they keep finding them alive, so there is a little glimmer of hope. 
Now, switching gears, because I know you feel strongly about this, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines continuing service to Labadee, and they're under a lot of fire for this. Some of the critics in the media are saying that it's immoral for passengers to enjoy vacations and drinking so close by to the death and destruction. Uh, now, a lot of the media, and this is very disappointing, they've got their facts wrong. Number one, they say Labadee is a private island. Well, it's actually a private beach, a part of the island of Haiti, and they're saying it's only a few miles away, when in fact it is 90 miles away. But above all, they're missing the fact that Royal Caribbean is bringing lots of supplies right now. Please share your thoughts. You know, I have a very strong stance on that. I, I cannot understand for the life of me why people will stop any kind or try to um, derail any kind of economic development activity going in the country right now. Right. As you know, Port-au-Prince was the capital, and Port-au-Prince was pretty much the center of all economic activity going in the country. We must, Haiti must be able to develop any types of other economic development. I implore Royal Caribbean to go to Labadee, and then, and also if they can, while they go to Labadee, perhaps they can bring some supplies, medical supplies, for some of the sick or, or injured. I implore other other Caribbean cruises to explore some other beautiful areas of Haiti also that I think would be interesting for them to to explore, especially the, the southern coast of Haiti. I mean, we cannot afford to let any type of revenue that we already have, we cannot afford to let that go. We need that revenue for, for the survival of the country. The Royal Caribbean is providing pallets upon pallets of supplies immediately right now, whereas a lot of donations of uh, whether it's money or or supplies um, are, are still waiting in warehouses somewhere, not even in Haiti. Exactly. And and, and I um, I really thank Royal Caribbean for doing what it's been doing. It's, it's being a real catalyst of, um, as I said, economy development in that area of the country. And I really don't understand that logic. I mean, when when um, Katrina happened, I didn't hear anybody ask. No, I didn't hear anybody ask um, Las Vegas to be closed. I mean, it's a country. Port-au-Prince was hit. Leogana was hit. But other areas, other towns in the country must live on. You cannot afford to close off all economicity in the other country, in other areas. Francois Guillaume Jr. is the executive director of the Haitian American Chamber of Commerce of Florida. Uh, that website, by the way, is H-A-C-C-O-F.com. Just think of it as Haitian American Chamber of Commerce of Florida. Uh, but it's H-A-C-C-O-F.com. Francois, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you. This is your cruise news. Looks like the mayor of Charleston, South Carolina, is striking back against cruise lines bringing additional service. Our own Doug Parker was there back in September when the announcement was made that Carnival was positioning the Carnival Fantasy into Charleston full-time in May. Here was the response from a local business owner. Sure, we're very excited to have the year-round Carnival Cruise Line here in Charleston for many benefits. First being, of course, the tourism dollars that we'll bring in when it starts year-round here in May. And secondly, 
having a cruise ship here means a lot for our locals because they can take the cruise directly out of Charleston versus driving to Jacksonville or Baltimore, which is quite the commute. So all in all, we're very excited. Looking forward to May and the Carnival cruise ship being here all year round. Four months later, Charleston Mayor Joe Riley was quoted, it is important that the cruise ship business, like other things in Charleston, be at the right scale. Riley said during his annual State of the City address. This year, celebrity cruises have started 10 and 11 night sailings from the Port of Charleston. Carnival Cruise Lines is also offering five, six, and seven day voyages to the Bahamas and Key West, Florida on the 2056 passenger Carnival Fantasy. The Charleston, South Carolina Mayor's Office was unavailable for any comment. This reported by the Caribbean Daily News, the cruise ship the Carnival Miracle has sailed for Fort Lauderdale after completing repairs to a 15-foot tear it sustained during a collision with a pier on Thursday. The accident occurred after winds gusting up to 37 knots pushed the ship against a protective fender while berthed at Port Zante. None of the 2,178 passengers and 914 crew members reported any injuries during the mishap. In a statement, Carnival Cruise Line said the repairs to the tear on the ship's forward port side were completed on Friday and that the Miracle's visit was the last port of call on an eight-day cruise. And that is your cruise news. For more, go to cruiseradio.net. The Cruise Guy has the hot deals. What you got? Well, we are uh, in the uh, Alaska booking season, so I would definitely take a look at making those reservations now because as of Royal Caribbean's fourth quarter earnings report, they said uh, looking forward that bookings are up 30% year over year and the booking patterns are steady and prices are therefore going up. Mm. So now is definitely the time. Uh, right now, uh, the round-trip cruises, you can find, uh, uh, you know, pick out Sapphire Princess is one of my favorite ships up there starting from just uh, $649 per person. You know, the Panama Canal is still a, a wonderful option, but if we really want to go off the deep end, I mentioned a cruise um, out of San Francisco uh, in September, uh, September 22nd, actually. So if you've got an entire month off, you have a month and you have nothing to do, and you'd like to go from San Francisco to Sydney, Australia... This is a great cruise because it visits not only San Francisco, but it goes to Hawaii, it goes to um, Morea in French Polynesia, overnights in Papayete, goes to Bora Bora, so you can see where they uh, photograph all the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, issues, mm. uh, heading off to Pago Pago in the American Samoa, um, uh, Fiji, it goes to Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin, Fjordland, and into Sydney. And uh, for 30-night cruise, the tra 30-night Trans-Pacific cruise, the prices are only starting from $37.99 per person, cruise only. And, um, you know, I mentioned the, the Panama Canal. I still, March 28th, I still love those two sailings on Celebrities Infinity going westbound or the Constellation going eastbound from San Diego to Miami or Infinity is going from uh, Fort Lauderdale to San Diego. Pricing is starting at just $14.99 for the $14.99 cruise, including round-trip air and one-night hotel. Great, great deal. I'm sorry, what was the ship going to the uh, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit area? <laughs> that was uh, Sapphire Princess. Okay, good. Just want to clarify that. I'm writing that down. You know, some people say, well, I'd like to do something that's a little bit longer, but I don't have, you know, I need to have a little bit of time to plan. So that's why I figured, you know, that would be a, this is a good time to plan because that is a sailing 
that will definitely go up in price, not down. You know, I mean, again, that date was September 22nd, Sapphire Princess, 30 nights from $37.99. And I saw that uh, Princess has got an, uh, a return trip back to the West Coast for only about $800. You want to talk to Stuart? 800-700-3881. 800-700-3881. Or go to cruiseguide.com. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, as always. A great pleasure. Thanks, you guys. Next week, we'll talk to President and CEO Dietmar Wertanzel of Cruise West, who launches their first world cruise in March. If you missed any part of our show or want to hear more, log on to cruiseradio.net and click on the radio channel or subscribe to Cruise Radio on iTunes. For great advertising opportunities, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Advertise at the top. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio.